0: Hello, and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack, and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project and the host of this podcast. The Swan Song Project is a charity, and we help people facing the end of their lives or dealing with a bereavement to write and record their own original songs. We believe in celebrating lives, making memories, and leaving legacies. If you'd like to find out more about the charity, you can check out our website, which is swansongproject.co.uk. The podcast features songwriters. Each week, I have a different guest on. We talk about one of their songs, uh, tell us about how they wrote it, they share out a songwriting tip, and they also share the songs meaningful to them in some way relating to bereavement. All the previous episodes can be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all the places you get your podcasts from. Uh, please like and share them and tell your friends about them and things like that. Uh, and I hope you enjoy them. This episode features Joe Topping. Okay, Today I'm here with Joe Topping, thanks for joining me Joe
1: Well, Thanks for having me, it's a pleasure
0: Yeah, We're really looking forward to talking some songwriting with you uh, For anyone who's new to these podcasts, this is the Swan Song Project podcast and we do it in three sections, first we're going to have one of my guest's songs we're going to talk a little bit about how they wrote it section two I'll ask my guest to share a songwriting tip and then section three we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Joe in some way related to bereavement uh, so I'll hand you over to Joe and ask you to introduce your first song for us please
1: Okay. Well, uh, both my songs today are related to bereavement actually. Um, and I wrote them at different points on that journey. So this first song is called throw me to the wind. And I wrote this song. Um, my, my mother passed away and I wrote this song before she passed away, sometime before she passed away. She, um, she suffered with dementia for like 10 years. Um, so I was, I was preparing for her to, to go for a long time. <laughs> mm. And so this song, "Throw Me to the Wind, is about saying goodbye. And the first verse is, is when I was younger, I, when I first went traveling, I went to North America and I bought this huge 5.8 liter pickup truck. It's just a monster and lived in the back of this thing for nearly a year, traveling around Canada and America. And but before I went, my mum my was understandably distraught. First time I'd properly done anything stupid. I've done plenty of stupid things since, but um, this first sort of all, she would, as a parent, would think of as dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that now I'm a parent. Um, and she kept hiding my passport. <laughs> well, it is a joke, I think, and my dad kept finding it for me. Um, and so the first verse is about my mum saying goodbye to me and letting me fly the nest. And then many years later, the second verse is, is me having to say goodbye to my mum. So that's, that's basically where this song came from, Bring Me To The Wind. <laughs>
2: I'm a full-grown man So mother, don't you shed a tear I have a thirst to see the world And I won't see it from here So I'm leaving
0: Okay, brilliant. So that was uh, Throw Me To The Wind. Yeah, it's a beautiful song, Joe. Um, and yeah, I really like the, it's really clever the way, you know, a chorus flips the meaning, doesn't it, of the first one about you going away and Throw Me To The Wind in that way. And then the uh, changed meaning after after someone's died. Yeah. Was it, did you have that kind of, did you have the Throw Me To The Wind as your starting point? Or did you have the themes, um, you know, did you, did you know you wanted to link these two stories together to go and travel it and then that, that title came or was it I think
1: it was, I think it was kind of kind of had the whole concept in mind it might not have been exactly thrown me to the wind can't quite remember mm. but yeah the concept of of saying goodbye um, and you're just trying to look at it from different angles maybe and um, And not just a song saying goodbye to my mum, you know, giving it um, a bit more, maybe how she would have been feeling, how I was feeling, all through our relationship. Um, So yeah, I probably had the line, you normally start with a line or an idea, so Throw Me to the Wind might, might have come from that. But, um, this, yeah, the story just sort of built built up from that. Um, so I wrote it when, when she was on the decline. And so I was remembering, you know, what it was like for me to fly the nest, as it were, many years before. Um, yeah. It's hard to remember sometimes because... Okay. Sometimes I write a song and I can't remember writing it. <laughs>
0: like, did, I write, did I write that? Um, but yeah, I wonder if that one, like, if that was in a difficult time, we say with mum's decline, whether that affects the uh, the memories of it as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was such a long decline. Dementia is so cruel. But, um, yeah, it was like we we said goodbye to mum almost years before she she went because in the last couple of years she didn't know who we were um and then when she did go it was you'd think you'd be prepared for it but it's you're not it's still it's still a crazy shock and we were me and my brother were there by her side when when she went which was lovely uh we're very lucky to have had that um yeah so it was uh i wrote it probably a a couple of years before she passed away Mm -hmm. um which is maybe a bit strange (laughs) um we've just felt like we were saying goodbye it was a long it was a long goodbye there's another song in there isn't it The long goodbye Goodbye, (laughs) (laughs) i've written enough songs about
0: my (laughs) mum. yeah uh yeah I i can sympathize but yeah, that was my, my grandma uh, was a long-sufferer of dementia and had a similar thing. It wasn't as long as uh, it sounds like yours was, but that's it, similar you know, things of feeling like you're saying goodbye for quite a long time, and a long time where she doesn't really know who you are. And, um, and then, yeah, that exact thing of feeling like I was prepared for it, but yeah. then it was still uh, really rough when it happens, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And because it's like she was sort of locked into it,
0: um sort of
1: a prisoner of her own body, I guess. So the chorus is is sort of almost, I guess it's like my hope that Mm. she was able to go free in a way. And um, I guess that's a lot of where the chorus comes from there. Um, Just like I was when I was going traveling, just going free. It's the same sort of idea, but in a mm-hmm. kind of a different context. I guess. A different setting,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a powerful song. Did you uh, play it for your on as
1: No, she she never really. Uh, she wasn't. It would it would think it would have felt weird, mm. um, and she she at that point she wasn't she wasn't quite with it anyway. My mom, my mom loved. I used to go and play the banjo to her though, or or play guitar and sing to her um but you know it didn't really get much i mean sh- music can be such a great healer especially with dementia sufferers but uh, at that point my mom was a bit too far gone i don't know whether there was anything going on inside or not but um yeah it was tough
2: yeah
0: yeah it sounds like um but yeah, well done for then. Did you find the process? Um so you mentioned you've written a couple of songs and we're gonna listen to one of the other ones a bit later on in this show. Um did you find was was this the first one you wrote about that? About your mum's passing then and yeah, that,
1: so this is the first one. The yeah. other two were were pretty soon after.
0: Okay. Um, pretty soon after she'd after she died. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you find writing this one in terms of like was it therapeutic at the time to be did we do that and it feel different to writing your other songs?
1: Yeah, um, I think this one was probably, it was more, this one's maybe hard, this was less cathartic maybe because it was predicting um, a pain that was coming. Mm whereas the ones after were probably more cathartic because it was coming to terms with what had happened. Um, so, yeah, there's a, it's, it is a different feeling, I think.
0: Um, yeah. So you have, like, a feeling of closure with the ones afterwards that you might not have got with one thought. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because, as I say, um, once my mum passed away, I felt like she wasn't suffering anymore, which was, which was a, a big deal. Mm. um whereas with throw me to the wind it was like it feels horrible to be wishing for that for the end to come and you feel guilty for for wishing that but it's also natural because you don't want to see your loved ones suffering in such a way so it's it, that was kind of it was mixed feelings
2: yeah with
1: throw me to the wind whereas okay. the other two um it was more like, okay, I can I can finally grieve for a start, mm. and and hopefully my mum is is now at peace. Is no, she's not suffering anymore. So, yeah, it was a very different feeling with those with writing from the two two different sides of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it sounds like um, so yeah, I mean, well done for doing it. that like is the more, like more we talk about it, the more kind of complex themes that were in that for, in this uh, throwing me to the wind song. Um, and so to balance the, yeah, the different elements of it and the you know, emotional um, situation when writing it, like you did a great job with it and then to come out of a song that, do you play the song um, much? I mean, obviously we're not in gigging times now, but like when you were gigging, would it be a song that you'd yeah. play, play regularly?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, quite a lot of people like that song and, and, and request it quite often. Um, <laughs> Quite morbid, quite a lot of quite, quite a few people um, have requested that they, they want it sung at their funerals. Not that's that they're true. ill or anything, but <laughs> it's good to plan ahead, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. that's um, nice, that's, that's an honor, isn't it? To... It is
1: absolutely, yeah. uh, it would be an absolute honor, but um, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> So <laughs> it also makes you feel kind of strange when you're talking <laughs> they're planning their own funerals when they're perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, that's being organized for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How do you find performing it? Do you like or has that changed over time? How long ago was it that like you wrote it?
1: Um I, can't I think it must be about I'm, I'm not sure to be honest. It's a good few years. Um, my mum passed away, Is it two or three years ago? I don't know, the last year. I understand there's a bit of a blur, so yeah. my, my concept of time has skewed. <laughs> it must be nearly three years now,
0: I guess. Um, so before that, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure to be honest. Um, you find, like, was it one of them songs that, I always find with, particularly emotional songs, that the first time, or the first couple of times, are usually quite difficult then you get to that stage where it's kind of you know like you found the way you're performing it where it kind of settles in the set with uh, with your other songs. Yeah. Did you find that with that or was it yeah
1: it's a balance yeah. with me because um, I don't want to just um, perform like almost like a paint by numbers thing. I I do want to inhabit the song mm. and and put real meaning behind it. So it's a balance between connecting emotionally and holding it together, not breaking down. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty good at finding that that happy medium. Um, so I do feel it when I'm I'm singing, um, but it's it's kind of in a good way now because of course I'm on the other side. So now the chorus and the sentiment behind it it kind of almost falls into the same category as the other ones now that you know she's at peace but when I wrote it it was obviously a bit more painful but
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: um I'm not that familiar with with some of your other stuff but is your what kind of are these kind of themes that you're I mean obviously not writing uh always writing songs about your mum but like do you do the others do you tend to write about quite um emotional themes more generally in your work as well. Yeah, I, I do. I must admit, I do love a sad song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Because generally, I'm a, I'm a really happy person. And I think it balances me out. I, I just love a sad song. I love songs that move, move you emotionally. Um, some people just can't stand sad songs. They can't deal with it. They just want to hear happy songs. Um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> I love happy songs, but I, I love anything that moves me emotionally, and quite often it's a sad song. Uh, so I like country music. <laughs> um, um, so I've I've always been basically a folk musician, uh, folk Americana.
0: I love blues music,
1: so it just ties in with that as well. Um,
0: it's funny; it's a common thing, like with people who i'd say i'm kind of the same in a way that i kind of am very drawn towards like yeah blues is a big part of my upbringing and drawn towards sad songs and write a lot of sad songs but would generally class myself as very jolly kind of guy Um, and it's quite a common thing isn't it you get a lot of metal heads don't you like into all the like death metal stuff but then you meet when they're just super smiley (laughs) jolly people just sweet people yeah
1: i know yeah yeah it's funny um and then you find people who just, just want to listen to happy songs are often depressed. <laughs> that's why <laughs> you just want to listen to happy songs, <laughs> which is understandable. Yeah, so,
2: that's
0: interesting. Yeah, it's all sorts. Yeah, definitely. Music works in uh, in funny ways, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, but I, li- I like, yeah, I like, I like story songs. Mm. I like songs that tell a story. So it might not necessarily be my story. So I, <clears throat> I might write a song. Um, like I've written murder ballads before or nice. something about people that lived a long time ago and their story or uh, you know it's just fun for me um whether it is for anyone else I've
0: no idea <laughs> <laughs> do you have um, do you have any kind of like go-to methods for inspiration like do you have is it just what comes to mind or do you like you know hear old stories that you like or is there any like particular methods that you use for your inspiration
1: yeah i like reading a lot um, um <clears throat> when i've got time to do it uh, yeah i love reading so i will often it's something that might come up in a book just a line um might even i might even read the line wrong or hear a line on the, in the radio wrong or something and it spark something i just gotta write it down and then forget about it and come back to it later um and other times, like the murder ballad I told you about, um, uh, it was about the infamous murderers in Edinburgh, Burke and Hare. And mm-hmm. I was I was visiting uh, a museum. I was playing up in Edinburgh and visited, I think it's the Surgeon's Museum. It's a really gory museum of like Victorian uh, surgeon stuff where they, you know, used to saw people up and stuff. Um, and there was a uh, a thing about Burke and Hare there and uh, I just started reading about them and decided to write uh, a song about them so yeah it can come from anywhere um, other times it's people I've met and their stories that I've written about or it'll be my own adventures um, I like to have adventures in order to get inspiration mm. so me going to america to live in a pickup truck was one of those i wanted to i want i knew i wanted to be a songwriter but i didn't have much to write about so i just went traveling got some life experience and then and then another time i walked across america which was a wow. bit of a daft thing <laughs> down down america from chicago to new orleans wow. How fast um, the way I did it was about 1,400 miles. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Nice. How long did that take <laughs> I, you? The guitar on my back. It took three months. So it's nice. going through all these great music cities, um, Chicago, St. Louis, over to Nashville, Memphis, through the Mississippi Delta to get to New Orleans. Mm. And it was... Yeah, you, you, actually, most of that was incredibly boring, I've got to admit. <laughs> 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 Cotton fields and cornfields go by... Really slowly <laughs> when you're on foot, it turns out. And there's yeah. a lot but the cities and, and the little towns, um, you know, I got a lot of inspiration and the characters I meet. and that was great for for writing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you hear those kind of stories, those epic kind of trails, you think, Oh, that would be amazing, what an exciting experience that would be. But then yeah you write that love it would just be balking by yourself
1: <laughs> yeah i i got i got
0: blisters where I, you know i don't even want to tell you about so. <laughs> <laughs> i mean, it would be a good combination for songwriting i guess if you've got the you know you've got the the really interesting experience like say in the, in the villages and the places where you're meeting people and then you've got a lot of time by yourself to to let the ideas percolate and exactly yeah a lot of time um
1: um, but, you know, sometimes you, you'd be aiming for somewhere, a town on a map that you, you've got. Um, and you get there and the town isn't there anymore. <laughs> literally a ghost town and everyone's left. And there's just these raggedy old buildings and no one there. So you don't get that in this country. <laughs> really. So it's strange, but it's 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 disheartening when you're looking for water at that point. <laughs> yeah that sounds like some experiences yeah it was it was it was good it was after it was it was quite a while ago it was after hurricane katrina um it was a year after hurricane katrina so i, I did it to try and raise some money for musicians charity down in new orleans oh nice so when I got to New Orleans, I was marched into town by a second line brass band, which is <laughs> amazing. It was wow. great. Yeah,
0: so much fun. Yeah, that was something you won't forget. Yeah, New Orleans is amazing. I loved that. Yeah, I've never, never been, but I'd love to get to America at some point and go to all those places.
1: Yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing.
0: Especially How you find the blues? Yeah, yeah. How are you finding writing at the moment? Then with uh, such little exposure to experience. <laughs>
1: It's really tough because um uh because I've been homeschooling the boys. My I've got two boys, Jack and Charlie. Um so that's just been taking up all my time right now and all my energy. Even once school's finished, I just feel wiped out <laughs> and stressed. And so I might I might in the evening come up and play guitar, but it's just it's just uh I just feel like we need to get through this at the moment and head back to school (laughs) before I can. I I never put any pressure on myself for writing songs. um, That's good. Because I will just write rubbish in that case. So I just, I tend to wait. I'm probably not as prolific as a lot of other people because I don't treat it like a job. Maybe I should, but um, I just kind of wait for the inspiration to hit and don't worry about it if it doesn't. Yeah. um so at the moment it hasn't been because I've just been I write I write a whole song about homeschool in hell <laughs> after it's all over That'd be, yeah sad, sad
0: song there <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm too close to it right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm thinking that um, like I'm, I'm struggling I'm doing a bit a little bit of it myself but not not much and again part of it is similar things' I'm just feeling this kind of lockdown fatigue um yeah and part of it's not having the same inspiration of going out and meeting people and doing stuff. But a big one for me is the not performing them. That like on on one of the podcasts last week, um, sorry to Michael Messer when we were talking about music, and he said he said something about you know um, music's now um, something that I'm doing in a room by myself, which isn't what it was ever was ever to be really. And that's that really kind of hit me of like yeah, that's I never got into music to play by myself in my garage. I got into music to play with people and to play in in front of people and that kind of stuff. And it just feels very different. So for me, like writing a song now, even though I can, I'm a big advocate for the therapeutic benefits of writing songs and just for the mental health benefits of it and that stuff. But there's a big part of me that does it to share it with people and to play it in front of people. And when I'm not doing that, it's like, it's, I don't feel the same motivation. I used to be like, well, I want to get this song finished because we've got this gig at this place. I want to share it there. I want to play it there.
1: Almost, it's almost like a deadline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been doing... Um facebook live concerts but it's not it's not the same playing oh. to a phone is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i'm getting used yeah. to it but it's a bit weird yeah it is nice. it's nice the only way you can sort of connect to people like because you can read the messages and and yeah. interact
0: with people and it, it's nice that way
1: but it, yeah it's not the same not yeah
0: the same. yeah it's definitely better than uh, nothing at all but yeah it's uh, i think those first gigs back are gonna be uh, some special experiences oh yeah. yeah i
1: think people will hopefully be hungry for it
0: yeah hopefully
1: well it's probably quite hard to get a gig now because <laughs> all the ones that got postponed for the last
0: 18 months are all going to be you know, the first ones yeah. to get back in so there's going to be gigs seven nights a week and there'll be all the weddings that people are catching up on all the new weddings yeah, the <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a busy time yeah. are you doing um, regular live streams have you got like a set time you do them or you just do them every now and then i'll tag your pages in the post anyway if people are watching okay. this want to check things out Is
1: yeah there- um i was doing them regularly them thursday nights um i haven't been doing them the last few weeks because i've been i've been really busy but um yeah i try and do them fairly regularly and cool. um, at one point i was doing them every week but i um, just been so busy lately and Sometimes after a day of homeschooling, it's just like, oh, I just yeah.
2: can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair enough. <laughs> um, good stuff. So let's move into section two now, Sherry. This is, uh, I guess, my guest for a songwriting tip. Um, so, what would your tip be first, Joe? Um, it's pr- probably
1: something you've heard before, but the, the thing that I always try and keep in mind when I'm writing a song. Uh, the whole show don't tell thing mm. I'm sure people have mentioned before um, so I, I, I I'm not in the school of songwriting that I, I don't like those abstract songs that you hear it and you don't immediately know what the song is about I think that's too easy to hide behind mm. um, I do I do love listening to some of that. Some of my favorite artists. I mean, some of Bob Dylan's stuff, I have no idea what he's on about. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, like, I like it to be understandable, but poetic at, at the same time. So sometimes you hear an abstract song and you, and you might ask the songwriter, well, what does that mean? And they might say, well, it means whatever you want it to mean. Um, I don't mind. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't get on board with that. Um, I, like, I, like, I like it to have a simple meaning, but not so simple that it's, anyone could write it. It's got to be mm. something from, from inside you, from your unique point of view. So to coming at the song from a different angle, and put it, put it in a way that no one's heard before Mm. Um, or try to because there's a million songs about love so if you're writing a song about love just saying i love you is it's too easy and has been done a million times you've got to find a backdoor a way round to come at it from an interesting weird angle even um which i guess would bring us on to the last song that we're going to play later because that is a weird song. <laughs> it's got a weird title and comes from it from a weird angle. And that's that's kind of what I try try and do.
0: Cool. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, yeah, and I kind of I get what you mean about it. there's kind of like there's the message, isn't There's like what the song's about, what you want to say. And like, you don't want to just say that because that's yeah. like, yeah, you say that's not artistic. That's just something. And then there's, there's like, then there's an, another level where there's, this is completely lost <laughs> in yeah. whatever, and it's that kind of sweet spot in the middle that like you're aiming for of, where it's like, you still know what it is, but it's, yeah, poetic and it hits you in a slightly exactly. different yeah. way.
1: Like, like, like the song um, Eleanor Rigby. Mm. And they're talking about Eleanor Rigby picking up rice after a wedding they could have just said Eleanor Rigby was a really lonely woman they didn't, they showed you how Mm. lonely she was with just the picture and the imagery that they put in that song and and that's genius, that's great
0: yeah, do you have any um, tips or methods of how you do that like if you've got a know something that you want to say do you have a process for showing it rather than telling it
1: no know, know what <laughs> n- know. <laughs> know what you want to say and then just think about it. Just go for a walk, let it marinate in your head and wait for an angle to reveal itself to you. Um, um and write write it write a load of nonsense about even if it's just one thing that you want to say. Fill a page with nonsense about it. Just keep writing. No one else is gonna see it. No one else is gonna look at it. Don't feel embarrassed. Just write rubbish. <laughs> don't be afraid because <laughs> then just that one little thing will think, oh yeah, I could do it this way. I could do it that way. Um yeah, don't be afraid to write rubbish would be a great tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just
0: write. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Really good. Um it's funny as well. It's like the songs that you know we talk about these songs what you're not sure what they're about, or that like again, I feel like there's there's levels to that where there's some songs that are just completely undecipherable, and some where you have these ones where like you feel like it's definitely about something important, yeah, but, but it's very difficult to put your finger on what it is. No, there's a, um, sorry, go ahead. There's there's a band called uh, the Handsome Family. Do you know them? Yes. Yeah. So like I, I mean I I think they're just amazing. I love some of their songs. Have you heard the song, um, The Bottomless Hole? No. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's one of my favourites of theirs. And it's one of them songs where, like, it's, it's a metaphorical song about this hole in the backyard yeah, that they think is bottomless. They're throwing stuff down and never hearing anything at the bottom. Um, and then the guy makes himself a little uh, little rig system, you know, with a bucket and stuff that he's, he's going to go down in this hole and investigate. And he gets down to the end of his rope and um, he can't. He's, yeah, he's still not at the bottom. He's at the end of his rope. So he decides to cut the rope and fall. And then the, start, the last bit of the song is, um, and still I am there falling down in this evil pit, but until I hit the bottom, I won't believe it's bottomless. And that last line, it's just like years and years, I've been playing that song and listening to it, and I've just been like, and I've thought about it in so many different ways of what the hole is and <laughs> things like that. But that last line, I'm like, until I hit the bottom, I won't believe it's bottomless. Like I'm sure that means something really profound. But it might not, it might be nonsense. You might just be like, That'll do. <laughs> well,
1: that's 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 great. Um, it's just for me, it's hard to know who's good at that, right? Writing mm. that sort of song and who isn't. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great and it's thought provoking and and it, it instills like feelings in you. For me, it's like it's like painting, um, the different schools of painting, like there's realism, uh, impressionism, modern art. For me, like that kind of songwriting is like modern art. Can, like, I'm not sure, are they really good at that? Or have they just thrown a load of paint mm. and said it means this? So I know that some people are brilliant at it and it's genius. I just can't understand it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. I like Like the way you put it. I really enjoy that. I can really enjoy the music or I can really enjoy that piece of art. Mm. But sometimes it's too easy for people who aren't good at it to hide behind it, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just string random words together. Yeah, I really like the way you put it then of the, um, you know, it's like the the emotional reaction you feel to something and kind of having a trust in that in a way. Because I guess the way I've always thought about it is that certain artists that you kind of trust and like the Hanson family ones for me no. where they like that because I've heard so many of their songs and they were so cleverly written and so thoughtfully written that I don't think they're just I, I think they I think they have thought about that. Um yeah. but then sometimes when you come across an artist that you don't know anything about, you just either get that feeling or you don't of like this is this is just nonsense or this is something what there is more to it, but i not quite grasping it yet.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's the way, yeah, I remember someone else saying to you about that with art of that. That's just a way to think about about art of yeah, whether it whether it hits you in a way or whether it's just splotches <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah brilliant stuff um so yeah we'll move on to section three now shall we talk about the the next song um so this is why i asked my guest to share a song that's meaningful in some way related to bereavement so, so we've talked about one song already but we've got another one uh, of joe's about bereavement uh do you want to introduce this one for us sure sure um, um
1: yeah so this is the one with the weird title um it's called start with your sock drawer and um, it was basically after Mum passed away, I was wondering what her advice to me would be to get through the grief. And growing up, she was always telling me to tidy my room, um, so I thought maybe she'd still be doing that. <laughs> um, so it's, but it's, it's just about really um, just taking those first little steps uh, to make you feel. Better or normal, um, you know. Getting up, making your bed in the morning, um, putting one foot in front of the other, uh, tiny little baby steps, and, and of course you can sort your sock drawer out. It's one of those, <laughs> <one. laughs> um, or sort your sort your cupboards out. Um, you know, it's, it sounds mundane and stupid, but if you let if you let things slide and let things go, then. You can feel worse, so it's just sort of carrying on, really. And gradually, time will hopefully make things easier. So, yeah, start with your sock drawer. <laughs>
2: broken Take it from there. You start with your sock drawer. Just take it from
0: there. Great stuff. That was, um, start with your sock drawer, Joe Topping. Yeah, it's a really good song. I really like it, and it's um, yeah, and it's a great message. It's a great piece of advice, isn't it? Of the focus on those little tasks, and, uh, and I think it's something that kind of connects with songwriting in a way as well. A lot of the time, you can try and dream up like a big song that you're going to do, whereas the, the best thing to do is to just kind of write and just you know focus on the details, and then let the big thing work itself out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's one of those songs I was in a bit of a haze. I can't almost remember writing this one either. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah, this was definitely a cathartic one. And um I could feel feel my mum uh in the song um imagining what she would be saying to me. Um yeah, so this this one means a lot to me but i didn't I, I was writing this song purely for myself i didn't think anyone would want to hear about a song about socks <laughs> 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 but weirdly people people have of um connected to it as well and, and got my point yeah <laughs> nice but i didn't expect <laughs> i didn't expect anything. um yeah singing about socks <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah it's a great example of what we we're just talking about isn't it of, like you know the way you tell the story the way you get your message across can be in many different ways and it might be a song about a sock drawer <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um and i did i did sort my sock drawer out as well um, <laughs> and there were socks in there that i haven't worn in years or had holes in and it was like why do I
0: have to rum- rummage through my socks all every time to find the ones I want? So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you keep is that an important thing for you now, keeping your sock drawer nice and tidy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and my wife minimalism as well. Like I, I'm a messy, messy man. Um, but my wife got into um stuff on Instagram, um, telling you how to pack your drawers, and roll up your clothes. Roll stuff. up stuff, yeah. Roll up stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you can always see what's... It's not like you have to look through things. You can see everything
0: that's in your drawer if you roll it all up. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> yeah, when we moved in here, uh, Emily was telling me the same thing. She was <laughs> being taught how to put your clothes away. But I was, like, I was like, oh, this is great, actually. You can roll them up and put them away. It in. works, it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, never too old to learn something new, are you? <laughs> yeah good stuff joe well, yeah, thanks a lot for your time it's really nice to talk to you oh it's very welcome thanks for uh, for asking me yeah and I'll, uh, I'll put all your links in the description have you got anything else coming up that you want to mention
1: uh no oh well um i'm doing the voice at the moment <laughs> so you can watch that on telly it's one of these lockdown things not something i would ever normally um uh do but yeah i was during lockdown and was looking for one of these adventures you know
0: yeah that's a good it's a great way of finding one
1: yeah i like doing things that scare me uh because i think you learn you learn a lot from doing things that are out of your comfort zone Mm. so this was way out of my comfort zone and i didn't think i'd get anywhere but uh yeah i've managed to get to the semi-finals now so happy days and yeah. most importantly, it gets me out of the house. Do you have a reason to leave the house? Which is great. Yeah. But I'll also be doing more um, live streams on my Facebook. Um, might do one this Thursday. I don't know when this is going out, but um, <laughs> yeah. Thursdays, keep your eye out. Have a look at my music page, Joe Topping Music. A, yeah.
0: Great stuff. And people can find your your voice performances on YouTube, aren't they? If they've not caught them on the the live show. There's yeah. sorry you did Forever Young, didn't you? On the first one, which is uh did. all, all time favourite of mine.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, it's yeah. a great song, yeah. I think I'm gonna get with a May Your Heart Always Be Joyful, may your song always be sung tattooed on me. That's my plan for nice. my next lyric tattoo. That's that lyric just uh, makes me smile every time.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful,
0: beautiful yeah. song. Yeah. But yeah, well done with it also. Yeah, it's when's the semi-final go out. Um, well, as we're
1: talking now, there's another round of battles, and then I think it'll be the semi finals. So, not long, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, I don't expect to get, get anywhere. After that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've managed to blag my way through this. <laughs> uh, it's
0: been great, yeah, yeah, really well done with it, Joe. It's great to see. Um, yeah, things are going well for you, and um yeah hopefully, hopefully we'll see you see you performing in person before too long oh, i hope so when the world opens up again
1: yeah i hope so yeah. it's lovely speaking to you
0: yeah likewise thanks a lot joe and uh, thanks for tuning in everyone i'll be back with another episode soon